0: aim a little higher podcast episode 32 people don't like to hear it but you know what it is your fault you made a bad decision uh and that's the truth you can't blame it on other people it's your fault so just look internally and reflect and say what is it that i did to make me fail okay this is what i did learn from it and then you just gotta put it in the back of your head and keep going take it as a lesson learned and keep going
1: you're listening to the aim a little higher podcast helping
0: you stand out in a crowded world and now, introducing your
1: host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Peter Jones National Entrepreneur of the Year, and professional branding coach, Kamal Hyman. Hello, welcome to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. It's Kamal Hyman here, and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a college professor and a corporate marketer turned internet entrepreneur, After leaving the comfort of a six-figure corporate job, he's gone on to create OneHourProfessor.com, which helps people create and market their own online business, and JobsForFelonsHub.com, which helps felons get employed again. It's my pleasure to introduce Ron Stefanski. Ron, welcome to the
0: show. Hey, Kamal. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Really excited to be here.
1: Hey, no problem, man. Absolute pleasure to have you on. And I was kind of reading over your, your bio, as we were just saying, and it's... Always amazes me when I see people who have the comfort of a six-figure corporate job. Which, let's face it, most people listening will be like, "Hello, that's that's the dream." Yeah, yeah, it's what? not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah. I mean, obviously, having you know having having success in the the corporate world is obviously a great thing. Um, but with the success in the corporate world, you're going to have a lot of hours working for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of you know what steers it, it is the dream in terms of the uh, monetarily it's great but at the end of the day you know you're working so many hours it's not always the greatest thing so
1: how long does it take for the hours and effort you're putting in to kind of be more annoying than than the money feels good if you know what I mean
0: yeah so I mean you think okay so you think about it, so here's the thing so you know backtracking a little bit a little bit about me and, and kind of my corporate career so I worked for 10 years and In corporate America, if you will, Um, and I know you're based in the UK, but yes, corporate America. So, uh, yeah, you know, worked pretty hard there, Uh, worked my way up, you know, did Internet marketing for some time um, and basically ended up getting to the level that I really wanted to get, which was a digital marketing manager. Uh, Worked all the way up to a uh, international company that, you know, had all these different international schools and the thing was, is that, um, you know, as, as you had mentioned in my intro, I'm also a college professor. So not only was I working full time there, uh, you know, and getting it was right at about 100,000. Uh, but I was also working as a college professor at two to three schools at a time. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And I mean, these are I will be clear. These are online classes. So these are the classes where I can do, you know, I can do lectures from home and everything. But at the end of the day, it's still work. So, you know, I'm making, you know, at that time I was making great money. Everything's going awesome. Uh, and it was kind of a means to an end, to be honest with you, because I, I never I never intended on working for someone else for the rest of my life. I always, you know, I was always a, a good enough employee. But I'd, uh, to be totally honest with you, I'm not the greatest employee. I mean, I would, I would do exactly what I had to do enough to get by and to do my job. Uh, But at the end of the day, I was much more interested in my own endeavors because that's what I was really passionate about. So while the money is great and everything's wonderful, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're looking in the mirror, it's kind of like, oh, am I really, you know, doing what I want to do? Is it really what I want to, you know, accomplish? And the answer to that, unfortunately for me at at that point in time was no. So, yeah, I kind of ended up
1: uh, going a different route. Powerful stuff. So was it a case of you realizing that you just weren't passionate about it?
0: Uh, I mean, the reality is this, is that I love it's, – it's just weird, weird things. So I, I created a website years ago, seven, eight years ago, uh, called Unemployment Underground, which is still up only because it's a, it's a funny thing for me to look at. It is so ugly. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but again, it's unemploymentunderground.com. And I mean this thing is – it's like the first website I built. I built it off of GoDaddy's hosting platform. And when I built the thing, I, I built the website. I was really pumped up about it because I was like, oh, I finally built a website. And I always kind of wanted to do that. And then I I saw that, you know, hey, you got your website built. Now you got to drive traffic to it, right? And at the time, I knew nothing. I knew nothing at all. And I'm researching and, you know, I'm doing all the wrong things. You know, I'm I'm using SEO and all these things that I shouldn't be doing in terms of, you know, keyword stuffing and these terrible tactics. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so I, I did that and I was just so, you know, interested in the idea of driving people to a website um, so I basically, you know, created that website and I worked through it and I, I drove traffic to it and that really got me interested, um, in the whole internet marketing career. So I love internet marketing and I, I kind of grew through it and it's, it's just, an, it's a, it's a fun thing for me, uh, to watch a website grow and to increase the traffic and increase sales. I just enjoy it. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm passionate, I'm more passionate now about the things that I work on than I would have ever been for any other employer. Um, and every other employer will tell you, I mean, I got, you know, I got good reviews and I get good referrals from people, but at the end of the day, it's just not where my heart was. Um, yeah, you know, heart it, it was it. great. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, the last place I was working at, it was a for-profit education place and it's, you know, very respectable company, very good company, great people. And I like that part of it. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, I created my own website that helps people create online businesses, uh, created my own website that helps get felons jobs, that sort of thing. And that's to me a much better cause, you know, it's something that I'm really passionate about and really knowing that what I do, and you can relate to this, what, what I'm doing is really helping people is much, much, you know, better. Oh, 100%. uh, 100% so
1: much more fulfilling. And you feel like you're, I don't know, like you've got a purpose. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. I mean, when you're working for someone else, you're working for their purpose, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I did it for a long time, but like I said, it was a means to an end. It was, you know, I'm working hard and, and, you know, that's the thing. While I was working, I was, I was being careful about it. I was saving up, um, you know, I bought a condo in Chicago and still put away, you know, a decent amount of money every month because I knew one day I was going to take the big leap, you know, to being, to being an online entrepreneur and, and really doing my own thing. So
1: nice, powerful stuff, man. So what are you excited about right now? What's kind of driving you? What's keeping you excited? What's waking you up at night right now?
0: The thing that really uh gets me going is I mean I'm I'm a huge fanatic of of building websites and growing them. I guess that's my biggest thing, right? And I I mean in terms of we we've discussed this a little bit, but in terms of the the failures that I've had, there's been so many failures, you know. I I've, I've worked I've probably launched about 10 websites, eight of them pretty much miserable failures to be honest. Uh, But I think that's kind of the name of the game, right? So the thing that kind of keeps me going and, and keeps me moving forward is the fact that I'm, I'm creating these websites that are, are actually being successful. Um, And you're going to have a lot of swings and and misses as I have uh, while I've been doing this. But overall, I mean, that's the thing that really keeps me going is just the fact that, Hey, I know that I'm able to, you know, create a website and watch it grow from, you know, just an idea in my head all the way up to, you know, now I've got a, the jobs for Fallons hub websites getting right around eh, 2000 to 2500 people a day. Wow. Um, so it was, and and that was, that was a, a really cool thing in itself. That website went viral on Facebook and all this crazy stuff happened, but Yeah, basically, it's just one of those things, you know, you get you get to watch a a business grow from from something that you know, people have a need for, you know, you find a niche and and people really need that help. And you're able to help them and, and watch the business grow from that.
1: Ah, that's awesome, so, and I can hear the passion in your voice compared to when you spoke about the job to when yeah. you speak about this. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's,
0: it's flat. It's really flat when I talk about them. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I, I because mean, you know, you think about it. You know, I've I've got a website now, and it is, it is. I believe. I mean, there is one other website that I know of that, and and bless everyone that that gets into the market that I am right. So it's you know, it's all about helping felons get jobs, uh, and these are people that you know they they get out of prison and. You know, a lot of people think, well, you know, they're bad people. That's not necessarily true. I mean, they made a mistake, right? Yeah, and prison is about
1: rehabilitation at the end of the day. Yeah, it should be. for their time. Sh- yeah. Well, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the idea. And unfortunately, I mean, you know, society turns their, their back on these people completely. And uh, it all started, I mean, I'll just tell you, it all started because um, my dad... My dad basically remarried and the lady that he remarried, um, her son, you know, he has a criminal record and, and he, had a, he had a drug addiction problem, you know, but at, it's crazy because when I met him, you know, you'd never guess it and he's just the nicest guy in the world and when talking to him, he basically told me, you know, oh, there is nothing out there that will help me get a job and I, I thought about it and I thought, you know, that's maybe something I could kind of get into and, uh, you know, the, re- the rest is history. It's going really well so far.
1: Amazing. Amazing. I love that. So – what does personal branding mean to you, and why does it matter?
0: Well, personal branding—I think—I mean—it's a very, very important thing to me in general because uh, you know I come from that that corporate marketing background, right? So I've I've seen every company I've been with—I've had to help them brand uh, and do everything that you can. But when it comes down to to personal branding. You want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward, right? You want to make sure that you're the person that every time someone sees you, you know, they're they're getting a good impression. And I think for your audience, one of the things that, uh, you know, is is really big and a lot of people overlook is they think, you know, I'll I'll just I'll post this, you know, funny picture on Facebook or I'll put (laughs) this like, you know, another thing is uh, Facebook covers, for instance, the top of the page, you know, on the cover there. That is something that is going to stay on your profile and everybody can see it. Uh, To this day, I don't think that Facebook has a way to hide that um, from, you know, even with any privacy setting. So I think one of the biggest things of personal branding is you want to be consistent. You want to put your best foot forward and you want to understand your personal versus your professional, you know, type of networks. Because nowadays everything's social networking. Uh, Me personally, I use Facebook 100% personal. Um, I, I use it as a personal thing. What I'll do is, and when I connect with, you know, people like yourself or, uh, you know, any other people from an industry, I will move them to a different list. Uh, and that's basically just kind of make it so, hey, you can see my public posts, not all my private stuff. No offense, by the way. But, <laughs> uh, I do I do that because, you know, I don't, I don't want people to see, you know, someone I don't know to see a picture of my nephew or, you know, to see some type of political statement that I make or something, you know, that yeah, they may no, not be that convenient. fond of, you know,
1: so... Understood completely, so it 's all about that mark that you leave on the world, how people perceive you
0: yeah i mean it's it's just about being really consistent and always putting your best foot forward, right if you don 't put your best foot forward on one. It just takes one screw up. I mean, if, you know, if, if you know, someone in your audience, they're just trying to get employed by someone, right? They're gonna, I mean, and I don't know the exact stats right now, but I know it's really high. You know, most employers, they're gonna search social networks. I'm
1: gonna and, jump in and Google you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, and heck, even, even when you're dating nowadays, you know, I mean, like it's <laughs> so true. You we know, can it's true, so it's true. true. I mean, my ex girlfriend, you know, she, uh, you know, before I before I met her and everything, you know, I met her through a friend. But before I met her, you know, I'm you know I'm googling her and stuff, and she's a she's uh, admitted that she did the same thing to me. You know, you want to know more about the person, so it's not just the they're the uh, the employers, but you know, it's it's everyone nowadays. It, uh, just in that
1: so design. true, so true. I'm glad you mentioned that actually because I think we there there's a bit of a danger of saying personal branding is all just about business when actually not at all. You're a personal brand with your parents, with future partners, with your current partner had to buy into something, yeah. and it was the personal brand you you've presented at the time. I remember my fiance definitely Googled me, checked my Facebook, had a <laughs> asked friends about me. Like, it's, yeah, I, I, I mean, you do. know what?
0: It's funny because you know, twenty, thirty years ago, you, that wasn't a thing. You know, it was like, you, you couldn't do that. It was kind of like word of mouth, and that was it. There was no online dating. But I mean, nowadays, you know, that's that's what people are gonna do. So yeah, whether it be personal or professional, I mean. You got to put your best foot forward and you got to be consistent. I think consistency is the key. Um, You know, with with that being said, I'll say, you know, I I have two totally different brands, right? So I have my onehourprofessor.com website and then the jobsforfelonshub.com. And I think depending on, you know, the way that you want to do things, I think it can change a little bit, right? So like with onehourprofessor.com, that website – you know, my face is all over the website because I, I want to make that personal connection with people. Right. Yeah. And I want them to understand who I am and know who I am. And, I, you know, I've created a Facebook group, you know, and that's got, I don't know, five or six hundred people who, you know, are are being rehabilitated. They're citizens now and they're being rehabilitated from ex-felons and, and they can see my personal profile. But, you know, it's all protected in a way to where with one hour professor, I'm very open and hey, my name's Ron and this, that and the other. When it comes to Jobs for Felons Hub, if you just hit that website and you go there, it looks like it's a team, right? It's a staff, and I I very, very frequently get people who email us, you know, thinking it's us when it's really just me. Uh, They email (laughs) us and they just say, you know, hey, you know, I I really like this list that you created or whatever, and and really want to thank you. Do you guys have, you know, X? So I think just the biggest thing is is understand, you know, when you're when you're doing this stuff, you know, take your social networking make. Some for personal use, some for professional use, and just be consistent and be just be careful. You know, think as anyone is if I, if someone sees this, that's a potential employer or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. What are they going to think? You know, and you, you should think like that. I mean, it's just nowadays you can't get rid of that stuff after it's out there. So
1: love it, love it. We're going to go straight into the rapid round. Rob's going to fire a bunch of questions at you. And you just answer as honestly as you can.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Awesome. What time do you wake up? Uh, 8 o'clock a.m. Nice. What's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I I jump right into uh, work, actually. I know some people don't do that. I work out later in the day, but I jump right into work right after I get out of bed. I, I get out of bed, I'll have a protein shake, protein bar, and then I get right into work. And I guess it's it's my habit, right? That's That's kind of what guarantees I'll be productive if I just jump into it like I always do.
1: Okay. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why? What
0: would I be as an animal? I think it'd be a snake, just because they're they're weird and gross. I, be, I don't know. <laughs> I just I have this thing with snakes. I think that they're really interesting, uh, interesting animals. The things that the things that they do. So just out of my own personal interest, I suppose. Not that I'm weird and gross, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that's what I'd do. Love it. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert?
0: Dessert, probably a. Just a a standard like brownie with some uh, like a warm fudge brownie, right? When you yeah. throw some vanilla ice cream on there, yeah. I don't I don't know if that can be beat.
1: <laughs> now we're talking. Name one thing you couldn't go without.
0: Uh, my well, two things: my computer and my internet connection. Without
1: them, <laughs> I'm lost. So I,
0: I couldn't make a living. So
1: yeah, very true. Still be at the corporate job. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, well, even there, even there, I couldn't do it because well, I, I guess if I didn't have the
1: internet, but yeah, yeah crazy you are at the karaoke bar what's your go-to song
0: uh my go-to song is whatever someone else is willing to sing because you will not find me on that stage <laughs>
1: so that whatever whatever everyone else is gonna sing so got you so that's a challenge to get you up on that
0: yeah that would be a very big challenge there would be bodies would be flying <laughs> on stage let me just say that not a not a big singer
1: got yeah got yeah Tell us something most people don't know about you. Something that
0: most people don't know about me. Um, I've traveled to, well, Spain, Italy, Germany, Poland. I guess those four. Yeah, I've I've traveled quite a bit. I've been trying to do that as as I've gotten a little older. I've been trying now that I've got the funds to do it. I've been doing some traveling.
1: Ah, Europe fan
0: mm-hmm yeah not i haven't been by you yet uh but that is <laughs> that is uh I, i'm gonna get a little closer to the uk and, and really go in there uh london and that sort of area i think in about two years or so is the plan so
1: hey, well let me know let me know
0: oh, oh i'll be stopping we'll be doing a karaoke bar and i'll watch you soon
1: <laughs> it'll be my mission to get you up there yeah <laughs> what's your biggest distraction
0: oh my biggest distraction um I would have to say, I'm going to have to say social media. I'm going to have to say Facebook specifically, but there's a reason for that. Uh, like I said, I have a Facebook group, you know, for the Jobs for Felons Hub community, and it's really frustrating because I'll go on there because I want to, uh, you know, I, I want to communicate with the people there, but you know, inevitably someone's, you know, picture of a kid or a cat or whatever else jumps on my screen, and then all of, of a sudden they click away, and 10, 15 minutes go by. So, yep,
1: and you're you're sucked into that dark hole. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: It's time for today's lesson. Awesome. So that means it's time for the lesson. Now, as you know, we teach the four steps to build a personal brand. Discover, design, build, and then present. Which section have you chosen and what's the lesson? I think the the section that
0: I would choose is going to be build. Um, And that's because, you know, obviously the others are important as well. But build for me is the biggest one because... The reality is, you know, and I, I've done this multiple times. You know, you do you do research on on creating a website, that sort of thing, creating a business. Uh, you get into the to the trenches of it. It looks good. It looks great. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be the one, right? You build it, and. I don't want to say that you hope uh, because that's not the right word, but after you get something built, there's inevitably going to be a point in which you're going to either succeed or fail with that. Yeah. Um, and you've got to have, you know, just myself from experience, you've got to have a lot of risk tolerance. You got to be willing to, to go out on a limb and, you know, just say, okay, I'm just going to build this thing and go for it, you know, with the proper research, obviously. But You've got to be willing to fail. You've just got to be willing to do it, and you've got to be able to get back up. I think that's the biggest thing because – I can't, you know, like I said, eight out of my 10 websites were miserable failures. In fact, I made one with which, you know, I I think everyone gets a kick out of when they hear it is, uh, it's legal (laughs) marijuana HQ and and it's all about, and I'm not even a fan of marijuana to be honest, but I saw this opportunity, right? I saw this opportunity to create a uh, website about marijuana and and legal marijuana because they're legalizing it all across the U S right now. Uh, and I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity. This isn't out there. Well, turns out it is out there. It's out there a lot. Um, and the reality is that I'm not passionate about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it was something that I spent quite a bit of money on and, and failed miserably. But yeah, for me, I think it's, it's build it and, and go. Now, I do want to say, you know, a caveat to that. I don't just, you know, look on a whiteboard, you know, write down an idea and say, OK, I'm going to build it. That's not how it goes, you know. When all I right. when I come up with a website, it's let's do some keyword research, let's look at the market, let's do it, some competitive analysis, um, and let's really, after we've figured it all out and see where the competition's at, let's build it and see where it goes from there. Um, and for me, you know, like I said, I've had quite a bit of failures, but uh, the successes that I've had have been have been pretty great so far. Um, so yeah, so definitely building it and and just failing and and getting right back up. After you fail, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. I promise. So you just got to get up after it happens.
1: That's powerful, and I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when speaking about failure, sometimes I'm like, you know, if we all if we all quit after the first time we failed when we were children, we'd all still be crawling around. You know, we yeah try to try and walk. We had to fall flat on our face a few times. But yeah. I know for a lot of people, it's it's a hard thing, like to set a goal, know that you might fail, and then firstly to get going because the fear of that you fail, and then secondly if you do fail to get back up. How did you deal with it the first few times? Like that first time you failed and the website didn't go to plan. How did you deal with that and not just get beaten up and say, you know what? I've got six figures over here. I'm just chilling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? So when I was, when I was doing my corporate job, you know, aside from the teaching, the corporate job, I was building my own stuff on the side, right? Because those were my passion projects. So I was a busy guy. Uh, I didn't have a girlfriend at that time, but anyway. um, Yeah. So you know, you're like I said, you're going to fail. It's I mean, it's I hate to say it. Everyone at some point is going to fail at something. I'm sure you failed at things. Everyone fails at things. Um, but when the thing I think that that kind of drives you in the way that you deal with it is it's just what you want. Right. There's there's that there's that desire and that passion that it doesn't matter if you fail. You, You have to. My thing is this, too, is that nothing is ever a failure as long as you learn from it. Right. So if Mm -hmm. if you if you fail miserably and fall flat on your face and then you get back up and then you're just like, oh, whatever. And you keep going forward. Then, yes, you failed. But if you fall flat on your face and then you sit back and you think, why did I fail? You know, and there were days and I'll be honest, there were days when, you know, you're sitting there and it's you are at a low point. You know, you're just your head's down and you're thinking, man, this is just not working. I have had so many of those and bless my girlfriend for being around for those and sticking with me because those are some hard times. But. You know, with it, I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, your desire just has to drive you through it. And I'll tell you a a quick quick story. I don't know how many people listen to the other podcast, but um, I had I was on the podcast. um, It's with Pat Flynn and Chris talk Chris Ducker, Chris Ducker. Yes. And it's um what one day business breakthrough, right? Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so I was actually on that. I was on that podcast uh, a while ago and it, I shouldn't say I was on it. I should say they they chose my website. Yeah. And man, when they went at my website, it was a one hour professor website. They ripped it to shreds. I mean, they ripped it apart. bad wow. Right. And I mean, it was okay. You know, it was, it was, it was fine with me. They ripped it apart. I was like, Ooh, they got, you know, they had some good points. They told me to completely scrap it. They told me all these things. Obviously I didn't, I went against what they said, you know, it's working out, but, um, you know, people were like, "Hey," because I jumped into the conversation. I used it as a marketing thing. You know, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I was on this podcast." I jumped all over it. I ran Facebook ads to let people know. Uh, it was bad in the sense that I was torn apart because they were they were saying your messaging's off and you don't really have a product and all these other things. But at the end of the day, I just kind of took it as a learning lesson. You know, I I you know sucked it up and just kind of you know swallowed my pride and said, "This is what they had to say." Hey, they're way more successful than I am. Uh, so you just kind of listen to it you get knocked down and you know you gotta like I said you just have to get up you have to keep moving forward you're gonna fail but as long as you learn as you
1: fail I think that's the key I love that because when there are people like that who are you know influencers in the the industry and they're picking apart I can imagine how how much your ego wants to kind of kick in and say (laughs) ah forget this you know what I mean and I think it just says so much of your character that you're able to put the ego to the side and say, do you know what? Let me actually listen, see what I can get from it. And I'm going to keep going anyway and make, make some slight change, but I'm not going to just scrap it completely. Yeah. And, yeah. Think and it, um, that's where that resilience really, really shows and is important.
0: Yeah. And I'll say too, is I even got, uh, I even got props from Pat Flynn himself because you know they they knew they even at the end of the of the podcast they're like Ron we're sorry man you know we we didn't mean to rip you apart they actually apologized at the end of the podcast because they <laughs> knew that they ripped me apart and I was in that Facebook group right after it went up and I was just chat with everyone and everyone's like oh that was a rough one man and I was like well you know what you know you just got to learn and and go forward and. You know, I didn't take their advice verbatim, but I took a yeah. lot of their advice, and uh, things are are definitely going well. You know, over there, I didn't I didn't completely scrap it, but yeah, Pat Flynn himself gave me some props. He said, hey. "You know, you're taking this with grace, and we appreciate it."
1: So. Awesome! I think that's absolutely amazing. And practically for our listeners, you know, before we let you go, practically, how what are maybe two or three things they could do just to be able to manage that? So they've started a project; they may have failed at it what are two things they can do to help them get into that right mindset and step up and move forward again?
0: Okay. Well, first thing is accept it. I mean, just accept that you failed, right? Like nobody wants to talk about failure. It's funny because on my blog, I'll blog about it when I fail. It's okay to fail. It's not a terrible thing. I mean, everyone's going to do it. Um, So I think the first thing is just accept it, you know, be willing to say, I have failed at this. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be a failure for the rest of your life. Uh, It just means that at some point in time you fail. For instance, I did, we haven't discussed this. I failed out of college, Uh, my first, my first go around. And now I'm a college professor, you know, you get, yeah, you accept accept your failures, you know, and then, so that's number one is accept the failure, accept that you failed. It's not a a reflection of your character. It's just, you know, you, you screwed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So accept the failure. Uh, And then number two, I think is always, After you've accepted it and you've come to terms with the fact that, yes, I failed, you need to reevaluate and understand why you failed. What is it that you did? And people don't like to hear it, but you know what? It is your fault. You made a bad decision. (laughs) Uh, And that's the truth. You can't blame it on other people. It's your fault. So just, you know, know, look internally and reflect and say, what is it that I did to make me fail? Okay, this is what I did. Learn from it. And then you just got to put it in the back of your head and keep going. Take it as a lesson learned and keep going.
1: Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So first and foremost, accept it. Stop pointing the things that everybody else accepts that it was you. And then reflect. Where did I go wrong? What happened? What can I do differently next time? Get back up, do it differently the next time. And hopefully next time you won't make that same mistake again. And I love it. I love it. And I guess once you do that a few times, you get used to it and you can just go for it.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, it hurts every time. Uh, (laughs) I I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Yeah, when you when you start getting success, right? It's like, all right, you know, I I I'm doing this like that legal marijuana website. That was like, this is supposed to be huge. Man, was that a failure? And I put some money into that thing, so it was like, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't get easier. But you know, always be humble and always be willing to say, yep, I failed. All right, let's go to the next one and just learn and think. You know, did I not do enough of this? Let's fix it. You know, you you just got to learn what it is and think how can I how can I fix it and then try again.
1: I love it. I love it. And I really appreciate your honesty. There's no no fluff. Oh, once you fail a few times, you'll get used to it. It'll be amazing. No, no, (laughs) every time. I I appreciate the honesty. And I I know our listeners do too. So (laughs) thank you very much. No problem. And before we let you go, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Um, really the best way to get in, t- in
0: contact with me, uh, is probably just going on to the one dot website and using contact there. Um, you could always hit me up on Twitter, which is r uh, r Stefanski, which I know is just hard to say. So that's why I'm saying one hour professor, just as I'm saying <laughs> it. And you go to the contact there. That's basically my online hub, uh,
1: where everyone can kind of reach me there. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute honour to have you on the show. and really
0: appreciate it, Kamal.
1: No problem at all. And ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens and you spent time with the true eagle, Mr. Ron Stefanski and myself, Kamal Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know you got so much value out of it and you're probably sat there thinking, do you know what? I want to build my personal brand and I know it can seem daunting at first. I mean, where do you start? Let me help you. Just below this podcast player, you'll see a big button that says join the Aim A Little Higher tribe. Join, get signed up and I'm going to send over to you a crash course in how to build your personal brand. Let's start this journey to help you stand out in this crowded world. Peace.